Welcome to Former Adventist Podcast. I'm Nikki Stevenson. And I'm Colleen Tinker. And this week, we are gathering here just to talk about the things that we are thankful to God for over the last year. We're walking into Thanksgiving, and we see in Scripture that it is right and it is biblical to publicly praise God and give Him thanks for the things that He's done. And what better time to do it? Absolutely. So, Colleen... As you reflect on the last year, what would you like to thank God for? I'm thanking God that even though all three of our kids moved away from California this year to faraway places, to the Midwest and to the South, and took all the grandchildren with them, which is kind of a big shocking change for us, I'm still thankful because they have gone to places where they needed to be. They're all loving the Lord. They're all involved in really good churches. And they're teaching their kids to love the Lord. So I am just beyond thankful for that. And I'm very thankful that He's faithful and He's revealing Himself to them and holding them fast. What about you? This is always a hard question because God is always doing so many things all at once, right? I would say as a mom, I'm thanking God for the ways that He is leading my family and leading my children, and teaching me to trust Him in new, (laughs) unknown territory. Mm -hmm. My firstborn just turned 17. Yikes. (laughs) So we are looking at the end of this phase of raising Him, and the beginning of a new phase. Mm -hmm. And my youngest just started high school. So I'm the mother of two teenagers, there's a lot a lot of reason to trust God in the middle of that. In some ways it's like you've already taught them everything. Oh yes, and I now, know. And now you're trying to support them, shore them up, remind them and develop a different kind of relationship with them that will go with them when they leave our home. And of course there's more to teach. <laughs> they just don't <laughs> they don't agree with that, but there is. Oh yes, there is. <laughs> and and honestly right now I feel like the biggest student because I feel like God is teaching me things that aren't easy for me to learn, mm-hmm. but he's there in it holding me together, far more patient with me than I've ever known how to be as a parent. So I'm learning to trust him in new places and I'm grateful for what he's doing in their lives and in my life that I can't see yet, but I know he's at work. You know Absolutely. how sometimes it's like sort of status quo and then yeah. there's other times where we're like, okay, there's a shift happening here. Yeah, <laughs> What are you doing, Lord? And I, I kind of feel like that's where we're at. But in the middle of the worry, which comes very naturally to me, He gives a peace that's based completely on what I know to be true about Him and the history that I have with Him now, walking with Him for these last 14 years. I guess I'm just grateful that I know that He is good, even in the middle of the situations that I don't understand or know the end of. (laughs) Yeah, I get that completely. And you know, that brings me kind of full circle back to this podcast, Nikki, because we have just passed the fourth anniversary mm-hmm. of former Adventist podcast. I can't believe it's been four years. It doesn't seem like either. it to me. Mm-mm. And we endured COVID. We endured recording from different locations and Richard editing our soundtracks together. We endured the 28 fundamental beliefs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> so did the people uh-huh. who listen. <laughs> yes, we all did. <laughs> 
But what I'm learning, it sounds trite, but it's very profound in my own life, is the more of these things that we unearth about our Adventist past and see how our thinking was twisted and see what Scripture actually says, the more I trust God Mm -hmm. and the more I trust His Word. You know, you can press on the Bible hard Mm -hmm. and it doesn't crumble. Mm -mm. It's consistent. It holds up. It doesn't lie. And I am more and more convinced that the words were given by God to mean exactly what they say, and we have to read them like that. Yeah. It is such a relief to me to know that the Bible is immovable, Mm -hmm. and I can put myself under its authority. And even when I don't know what's going on, or even when I worry about my kids being so far away and what that will mean (laughs) for me in the long run. I have the Bible, which assures me that all things are managed by Him. All things are for our good and for His glory when we trust Him. That's a place I can rest. I know right now as we record, it's just the two of us Mm -hmm. in this room. And soon it will be Richard as he edits. (laughs) (laughs) And eventually... Many others will join the conversation as they listen, right. either on YouTube or, or on their podcast platform. But but what is so special to me is the way that we are able to be a part of this greater community. The fact that people trust us with really hard struggles right. and intimate details of this struggle that we share and understand because we've Absolutely. done it. Mm-hmm. And we get these emails every week. There's a pile of emails that come through and there are so many people who are starting to discover that there are issues with Adventism. Right. And there are some who knew that years ago, but they've discovered this podcast and they're like, whoa, there are things I didn't know I needed to unlearn. Right. And so being able to talk to other people, to read their emails, to hear from them. And hopefully, maybe even we'll get to meet some of them in February if y'all come for the former Adventist Fellowship Conference. Please do. (laughs) It's a neat thing because it's an opportunity to see God's faithfulness, not just to us. We're we're not just making this up. We're not crazy. We don't have a shared delusion over here in Ukaipa. (laughs) (laughs) There are many, many, many people who are experiencing this freedom from the deception of Adventism and this new life in Christ. And it's just fun to be a part of that. It's exciting. It's the best thing in the world, I think. (laughs) In fact, we got an email just last week, and I wanted to share it because it was so wonderful. In fact, when it came, I said, Richard, you've got to hear this. (laughs) This email says this, I just wanted to finally email and say thank you for your ministry and podcast. My wife and I have been able to leave the Adventist church. (laughs) Both my wife and I were fifth generation Adventist. I was an Adventist pastor for 15 years and worked five additional years in academy work before taking a break from denominational employment due to frustrations with church politics. I would say that you wouldn't believe the dysfunction and terrible things I experienced working for the church and then how I was treated by the church and conference administration after I tried to continue to minister in an Adventist context, but I was sure you would believe it. (laughs) I came to the obvious conclusion that God simply wasn't in the broken, fake system where people pretended to be something they were not. 
I saw the disgusting sin and dysfunction in the church and knew that God would not bless sin and unconverted people. I believe the story of Achan relates to at least the local and probably most Adventist churches. Sin in the camp must be dealt with. My wife and I finally dropped our membership this past May, with no one seeming to care or reach out. Not surprising, but still disappointing, that an ordained pastor of 15 years who baptized 200 people and faithfully served in many positions could leave without anyone caring. Thanks again for your ministry. I just want to say, Nikki, praise God. He is faithful. He reveals himself. There's Mm -hmm. loss involved in leaving, but there's so much joy. Mm -hmm. And I don't think anybody can understand that if they haven't experienced the difference between living in that domain of darkness and suddenly being transferred to the kingdom of the beloved son through faith in his finished work. Yeah. And you know, as I listen to you read that, I, I can't help but think about those critics who say, oh, look, they just leave because they're bitter. I want to say, Bad trees produce bad fruit. Yes. It is the natural outcome of a false system to experience being treated this way. It is. And praise God that his eyes were open to it because far too many of us for far too long will look at ourselves and think we're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. There's something wrong with us. We are not smart enough or we aren't making the grade. And so we dismiss ourselves and we carry the flag and march toward where we think we're supposed to be going. But this gentleman saw the bad fruit and he recognized the problems and he followed the Lord out. You know, it's a hard one to learn when you're taught that you have the truth. But learning to trust that Jesus is the truth and learning to trust that when he shows you what's bad, even among all those things that you loved— My identity as an Adventist was something I loved. It was very hard to leave that behind. (laughs) But knowing I'm identified in Christ alone is so much better once I decided to trust Him and to follow Him out. Getting these emails from these people is such an encouragement to us. I wish that the people who listen had the ability to read them and to see that they're not alone and that there are so many other people out there who are struggling or finding freedom. But while you can't read the emails, you can go and read the reviews. We have several reviews on Apple Podcasts, and I would encourage you to go read them and maybe even write one if you're willing to. This one came in to us this year from somebody who calls themselves Simply Happy. (laughs) They said, I wanted to write a review for a long time now, but I wasn't sure how to express how much I appreciated this podcast. I left Adventism seven years ago, but there are still so many unbiblical teachings that I believed that I didn't realize were unbiblical. The conversations and topics on this podcast have really helped me to dive deeper into the Word of God to search truth on topics that I had blindly accepted through unbiblical Adventist teaching. I highly recommend this podcast. These are words from somebody who had left and obviously still considered themselves to be Christian because they were holding on to views related to their understanding of the Bible. But it doesn't matter how long ago we walk away. If we don't deconstruct the lies and replace them with the Word of God, we carry them around not even knowing it. And you know, even if you're in a Christian church, that doesn't always surface that because Adventism uses Christian language. That's right. 
And so part of the issue with with Seventh-day Adventism is that those who are in are deceived by it. That's right. And so just walking out of the building doesn't do anything about the deception. Only the Word of God will. That is so true, Nikki. I keep remembering our friend, Sharon, who came to our former Adventist Bible studies for a while several years ago after having been in a Christian church, married to a Christian man for 14 years. And she brought her husband with her as she sat in the Bible studies over the period of the weeks. She was just shocked when she realized, for example, that the little black cloud that would appear in the sky supposedly before Jesus came was not in the Bible. Do you remember her shock when she goes, you're kidding. (laughs) You know, these kinds of twists keep us locked into a worldview that keeps us just a little bit unable to completely communicate with the Christians in our group. And that's why, Nikki, we do this. Yeah. Because we were there. And we're different generations. We grew up in different settings. But what's so interesting to me is that our worldview is the same. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter that you didn't go to all 12 years of Adventist school. (laughs) It doesn't matter that you lived on two coasts of the country. And I grew up in a pretty much stable place on the West Coast. It doesn't matter we had the same worldview. Mm-hmm. And only people who understand that worldview are able to talk about how it's different from the Bible. And I don't think that I understood that I had a particular worldview. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, I didn't either at I, first. I didn't. I knew I had some unique doctrines, and yeah. I believed that I could pick and choose which ones were convincing and which ones seemed ridiculous. And that was pretty much it. Otherwise, I was a Christian. I didn't understand that when we say worldview, we're talking about this great controversy worldview that talks about the nature of God and the nature of man and the nature of salvation and how all of this is going to unfold and the role that eschatology plays and whether or not we're going to be saved so that you can say, oh, I don't think that I have to keep the Sabbath that way. Right. But you still believe all those other things. And if you don't have other people who understand that worldview who can help you know that Christians don't have that information. Yes. You just kind of sort of walk around in a fog, confused Mm -hmm. by Christians, disagreeing with Adventists and wondering what's real. That's really true. There's another review that came in quite recently, actually. It's by somebody who calls themselves simply Cam the Bam. (laughs) This podcast is my favorite podcast of all time. And I want to say, well, thank you. (laughs) I can't even begin to describe the relief, joy, and peace that I have found listening to these ladies give us the Word of God with sound expository reading of the Bible. I grew up Seventh-day Adventist and didn't even realize how agnostic and depressed I had become until I realized that I really wasn't a Christian at all due to the muddled teachings of Adventism and Ellen White. Not only is the culture damaging, but the theology is aberrant. Praise God for His infallible truth. He does not trick us or lie to us. Don't you love that? And Mm -hmm. isn't that so well said? (laughs) Nikki, did you have agnosticism or depression or anxiety or anything like that that was chronic before you understood the gospel? Oh, yeah. Yeah, definitely. I definitely struggled with anxiety. And I didn't understand that I lived with a low level of depression, but I understand that I did now. Yes, me too. And I had 
a very brief moment of considering agnosticism when I understood that Adventism had lied to me. But by the grace of God, he quickly planted me here at Life Assurance Ministries and in former Adventist (laughs) fellowship. And that helped me greatly. But it was the next natural step. Yes. I had just been rescued quickly from that. You know, I will never forget Dale Ratzlaff, the founder of Life Assurance Ministries, saying once that agnosticism slash atheism is built into Seventh-day Adventist doctrine. Because when you grow up believing that you have the truth or the thing that's, quote, closest to the Bible, which is a strange phrase in itself now that I look at it. Yeah. When you grow up believing that, then you believe that if you question Adventism, if Adventism doesn't make sense and doesn't work for you and just isn't working, and you leave, then you believe you've left God. Because we're taught that, and Ellen White said that would be the case. Mm -hmm. You don't have to have read Ellen White to know what she taught, because I didn't understand this at the time, but I do now. Everything I believed about reality was derived from her. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that Jesus never gave up his omnipresence. I was taught that he did. I didn't understand that I was born depraved and literally spiritually dead. Why, I didn't even have a spirit. I didn't understand that. I thought my sin was somehow inherited in my genes. Mm -hmm. I didn't understand that not believing in Ellen White would not drive me into unbelief in the Bible, because she said it would. Mm-hmm. Adventists are taught that if they leave Adventism, they will leave God. And most Adventists go off into some sort of agnostic belief when they find they can no longer live with Adventism. And I have known some who persist in spite of everything to try to make Adventism work for them. They become more and more and more observant of Ellen White and of her writings and of her interpretation of the Bible. People who do that often spin into mental illness because you just can't be self-abnegating enough ever to please Ellen White. And I have known people who have become extremely dysfunctional, who have left their families. I even can think of one who actually died as a result of trying to follow health reform out more and more and more completely. Adventism leaves a person in a terrible state of mental illness or unbelief unless one actually pursues finding Jesus. Yes, and here's the thing. This is where... My heart just breaks because there are people who want to pursue Jesus and they go into a Christian church. And like I said earlier, they leave the Adventist building and they go to church on a Sunday, which is a really big deal. Uh And it's a big step of faith to walk into a Christian church on a Sunday. Uh And yet they don't know that they're holding on to ideas about God himself that are not in line with that Christian church. Because when you grow up in Adventism, everything you think you know about Christians, you learn from the Adventists. <laughs> Ironically, yes. So no matter how progressive or evangelical your Adventist church was, that does not mean that it's closer to Christian orthodoxy. And it's kind of hard to believe that the organization would intentionally deceive you by using the same Christian words and applying different definitions. It's easier to believe that they're just confused and legalistic and they need to learn grace. 
And I understand wanting to give them the benefit of the doubt, but look at the rich history, the evidence that we have of deception in Adventism and how they deceived Walter Martin and ask why questions on doctrine doesn't continue to be published. Why were pastors fired for teaching from that book? Right. There is deception at the highest levels in Seventh-day Adventism. And so people can go into these churches, think the best of Adventists, hope their family finds grace, marry a Christian man, have some children, and then, oh, I only know Adventist schooling. We'll put our kid in an Adventist school, but we'll take him to church with us on Sunday. And there's compromise because there's not a complete understanding of the issues. I want to read one of the reviews that we got earlier this year from somebody who just gives a bunch of letters. I'm not going to try to, I'm not going to try to pronounce what they call themselves, but it's titled helped me heal from spiritual trauma. They said, I was never a member, but I went to SDA school for 10 years. The whole time I thought that SDA was Christian, but with some additional insight As I grew in my faith as an adult, I realized the Bible did not align with many of their teachings, which are interpretations solely from their prophet, Ellen White, to the point where I was confused with what the truth of the Bible really was. By the grace of God, the lies I had subtly believed were revealed to me, and I am on a path toward the renewal of my mind based solely on the Holy Word of God through the Holy Spirit. Thanks to this podcast, they have given me language to biblical truths, which I had severe dissonance around. Thank you, God, for this ministry. I thank God for this ministry. And we don't read this to promote us. No. We're sharing this because people need help. Former Adventists need help. Confused Adventists need help. They need people who can show them from the Bible alone. There are a great many books out there that are helpful, but it is the Bible that instills confidence. So they need to see from Scripture alone what the gospel is, who Christ is, how to be saved, how we can know that we're saved and that we're secured in Him. There may be other wonderful traditions and Christian writers out there who can come along and shore up a person's faith. But if that's their first stop, they're still wrestling with, who do I trust? How do I know this is real? It has to start with scripture. And that's one of the things I love about this ministry is the commitment to be in scripture and to take it back. You know, Nikki, we've talked often, especially as we sit here pondering the podcasts, (laughs) we've talked often about a hypothetical woman Yes. In Zambia, let's say, who is not wealthy, who has a small baby that she can't leave alone during the day, but she has a yam harvest to get out of the ground. (laughs) So she straps the baby to her back or to her chest, either way, and goes out and works in the field. Someone comes along at some point in this woman's life and gives her a Bible and presents to her the true gospel. She doesn't have a lot of money. She doesn't have a surefire internet system, but she has that Bible. That Bible has to be enough for her because where is she going to find a library of commentaries? She wouldn't be able to afford it if she could find it. The fact is this poor woman who is no longer poor because she has met the Lord of the universe, who has given her new life, 
is instructing her through that Bible. Nikki, I have to believe that we former Adventists are somewhat like that woman. We have to be willing to give up everything because we were taught without even knowing it from a set of commentaries. Mm -hmm. It just wasn't Orthodox Christian commentaries. Mm -hmm. And I remember when Richard and I left Adventism, we we made a commitment to each other as we continued to study and as we started writing the FAF Bible studies for the weekly Bible study. We made a commitment to each other that we would read the Bible and consult commentaries only as a last resort, as a confirmation, or as, you know, something to confirm to us whether or not we had understood it right. We would not use it to formulate our beliefs, because Jesus has said, you know, He used the Old Testament to support who He was and what He was doing, and that's how Paul taught as well. The Bible has to be enough. And Peter says that God has given us all we need in the first part of 2 Peter for life and godliness through His Word. Now, I am deeply grateful for Bible dictionaries, for commentators, for theologians, for devotional books written by sincere Christians. I've gained so much from them over the years. But I have to say that if I can't see something in the Scriptures the way they read, using the normal rules of grammar vocabulary, and context, then I can't teach it or understand it or, th- or use it to interpret my meanings unless I can actually find it there in the Bible. The Bible has to be the place where we get our definition of reality and truth. And I pray often that God will ground me deeply in truth and reality and hold me there and keep me faithful. Because you know what? I grew up deceived. I could be deceived again. And it's only God's Word that can assure that we'll stay true to what's true. And His Spirit in us is the one that guarantees that He will hold us fast and keep us learning what's true. You know, I have to say, I'm not only grateful for the commitment to Scripture here and the former Adventists who have written to us, I'm also grateful to God for what He's done in the Christian community with this podcast. We had the opportunity this year to be on some Christian podcasts and to be able to discuss with them the differences between Adventism and Christianity. We had the opportunity to meet with the Cultish podcast and talk about what happened with Walter Martin. Mm -hmm. And this is bearing fruit. People are beginning to see, not just taking our word for it, but getting a place to launch from where they can go do their own very easy research and begin to uncover the issues and then to be able to reach out to the Adventists they know. And so often I've had several Christians even recently come to me and tell me that they have Adventists in their life. They think they're Christian. They're really, they love the Lord and and they're confused. And these are really nice people. I just want to say, yes, pray for them. Evangelize them. Tell them the truth. And more and more people are wanting to do that as they're beginning to see the differences. And so, like I said earlier, usually the Lord is doing many things at once. And I believe that He is equipping the Christian community through the testimony that so many former Adventists are giving about their experience in Adventism and coming to know the true gospel. And as believers see new believers, they recognize them. They know this person's new. Uh And they just said they grew up in Adventism for 30 years, but they're new. What happened? Well, Nikki, I have to say also, I'm so grateful 
that God has prepared you to help and do this podcast. Doing this podcast with you is nothing but a blessing. (laughs) And I think about all those years that we sat in Bible study together, Mm -hmm. and we sat in church together, and we've studied the Bible together, and we've done life together. And what a blessing to have you to do this podcast with. And I have to say, I am so thankful that God has given us such a great editor in Richard. Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know it's he's my husband, but I perhaps in some ways better than a lot of people know his gifts. And he is a truly great editor. He sits and talks through the, the subject matter with us. I'm just thankful because this podcast wouldn't be former Adventist podcast without him. It was his brainchild. It was his idea. I had the whole picture in his head and said, would you guys come and do this? Yes, he did. <laughs> this was his vision. Uh-huh. And and those who are listening may not know it, but they are very grateful for the, the wonderful <laughs> editing that takes yes. place. And I am eternally grateful, Colleen, for your mentoring and your teaching the things that I've learned. I've learned because of your faithfulness and your perseverance with me. I think I think of the long phone calls and the long prayer sessions yes. and, and all the years that have culminated to bring us to this place where we yeah. get to do this together. And it's a huge blessing. I'm excited to see what God's going to do Me too. in this coming year. And I'm excited to walk through another holiday season with you. Me too. <laughs> and all of you listening, we are very thankful for you. Mm-hmm. You're why we're doing this. And... We praise God for His revealing Himself to you, and we praise Him for your ministry with us, your support and your partnership with us. We pray that you will grow and deepen in the Lord, that you will love His Word, that you will have a truly blessed Thanksgiving and be able to thank God for all the things in your life, seeing that His hand is on you, whether you're going through a rough patch or a wonderful patch, but knowing that you'll never be dropped. And we just thank God that we are able to talk about His Word together and share it with all of you. And so today, as we move into Thanksgiving this week, we praise God for Jesus. We praise Him for His Word. We praise Him for each other, and we praise Him for you. And we pray that you will be blessed in a way that is new and deep and indelible, that you will know that the Lord Jesus has touched your life and left you forever changed. Happy Thanksgiving. We'll see you next week. Thank you for listening to Former Adventist Podcast. You may email us at formeradventist at gmail.com. Former Adventist Podcast is a ministry of Life Assurance Ministries. For more information, weekly articles, videos, and a donation link, go to our website at proclamationmagazine.com.